This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast that does respect a thin blue line. It's called a negative pregnancy test. I'm your co-host, Alice Vaughn, and with me is my beautiful co-host, Kate Kennedy. Kate, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Alice. I think that's one of your best intro jokes so far. Uh, I always am dying to hear whatever it is because they're always so clever. And I think that might be my favorite one we've heard so far. You have to respect something nowadays. You got to stand for something. And I stand for negative pregnancy tests. Woo, don't we all? But I'm a dummy. So I use those ones with the digital where it just says pregnant or not. Actually, I don't even because I have an IUD. So I haven't taken a pregnancy test in like five years. Gosh, last time I took a pregnancy test was actually after my spouse had a vasectomy, like months later. You're checking to make sure it worked? Actually, yes. <laughs> because you know how Road it is when you, once you get off birth control. It's one of those situations where, hey, I haven't had my period in a while. I think this is supposed to come back. My body totally forgot. I have been on the marina train since I was 22, 23, and I'm never hopping off. I will be... Totally fine if I never have a period again. I'm so okay with that. Uh, it's fucking awesome. Not missing much. Uh, Meredith, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Actually, I have a um, the copper IUD, the Paragard. It lasts for 10 years and there's no hormones. So I have like a regular period, but it's like really chill and not like crazy. I'm like five and a half years in on it. So I'll like turn 40 and then get... I have to either replace it or just like go from there. And I'm just really hoping I'm like barren by the time I'm 40. Like it would be fucking ridiculous to be 40 years old and getting a new IUD put in. Like haven't I suffered enough? That's interesting because I've heard that the copper one, because I was interested in that one too, because it's not hormonal, but I've heard that mm -hmm. it makes your periods worse. I've had a, a couple of friends get it. They said that they were just gushing. If you're prone to that, like it's hit or miss for different people. I was on hormonal birth control for a long time. I've also, I have a teenager, like I've had a child, like done, uh, yeah. baby factories closed. And so I think that because of, I've experienced that hormonal change and I was on hormonal birth control for a while, I just was like the exact right candidate yeah. for it. Cause like not everybody is a good candidate for it. It might not be a good fit, like physically, but I just like, ha you know, had exactly every criteria for it to like work perfectly for me. And I have never been happier. Like, awesome. it's great. That is great. Woohoo. Responsible lady. <laughs> you do not look like you've had a teenager. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. I got knocked up when I was 21. I was in college and I had him a week before I turned 22. So <laughs> I've had time to like bounce back. And also like, cause I was so young, mm -hmm. like my like, you know, recovery time was way easier than it would be if I were to like get pregnant in my 30s. Yeah, I've definitely I'm like past the point where my body would like recover. I like know that now. Like I'm, I'm just hitting the point where it wouldn't not that I like wanted kids anyways, but it definitely wouldn't happen. So I guess that's just not in the cards for me. Uh, it is my dog's birthday in case anyone. Oh, well, that's exciting. She's five years old today. It's very exciting. <laughs> Yeah, you'll definitely never bounce back after having a second dog, though. <laughs> oh, my God. I totally would get one. I actually really want a Sphinx cat because I think they're so... I love those weird hairless cats. They are so... Okay, so I had never been around one because I'm allergic to cats, but they're hypoallergenic, and I was mm -hmm. actually having a threesome with a couple that have two, and we had ended up having, like, 
It was really great sex. It was so much fun. And then I got to like cuddle with their little babies and they do feel like <laughs> babies like because they're like hairless and they're super, super yeah. chill and very cuddly. And I'm literally like topless with this like little baby cat like snuggled in my titties. <laughs> I, like, I want to take you home. I've never felt that way about a cat. I like really they're very expensive and I have never had a cat. So I wouldn't know how to like litter box train. I'm definitely not in a point in my life where I can get one, but I there is a part of me that's like, oh, I want one. I want so bad. If I had a dog, Squeegee would kill me. No, she would lose her shit. One of my best friends, his roommate has a Sphinx cat. And every time I over, go over there, I like harass his cat. I like go and try to find it and steal it. I'm so fucking annoying. <laughs> they have like the cutest little personalities. Like I really would not have thought because like they are. And I definitely was on the like, that's a gremlin train. Like, yeah. I mean, they are. They are, but gremlin. they're just so sweet and so cuddly because mm-hmm. I kind of associate cats with being like assholes because most of the people I know who have cats they're assholes and these <laughs> cats were so good I was like I really want one <laughs> the biggest asshole cats I've ever met was gosh I was in my early 20s I was running an office in like South Jersey and I was renting this uh, room out from a friend they had kittens, which sounds great in theory, but I was sleeping on an air mattress <gasps> in this bedroom and they oh, peed God. on the air mattress. Oh, I thought you were going to say they popped it like with their claws. Oh, God. The pee's pretty no, bad too, though. It was worse. Ugh, I had sex yeah. on an air mattress a couple weeks ago. I think my shoulder is finally wow. like back in its socket. I woke up the next morning and I was just like, <laughs> oh, this is the worst. <laughs> pain I've had sex on an air mattress a handful of times it's every time like afterward I'm like god damn it Meredith like what why it's been years since the last time but like after the last time I was like this is not the life for me it's the last why am I fucking someone that doesn't even have a bed like not even just uh, like a bed frame like this is worse than the mattress on the floor in my defense it was my ex who was in town (laughs) I don't know if that's a good defense. <laughs> I don't think that makes it better. <laughs> uh, we're still friends. Like it was mutual. It was a long distance thing. So we broke up because that, but he was in town visiting, helping his friend move. So his friend's apartment had no furniture in it whatsoever. They literally just moved <laughs> and he like bought the air mattress to sleep over in the extra room um, to help his friend move. So like literally it, it's not a permanent. He does own a bed. Okay. Well, that's good. He's an adult. He owns a bed. Nice guy. Uh, good sex. He sent me a photo. I mean, I did reverse Google image search it, you know. <laughs> Make sure he didn't pull it off overstock.com or Ikea. Uh, he sent me a nude yesterday. He like almost never does that. It was very exciting for me. When guys that I'm like dating or that I like send me nudes, mm-hmm. I feel like it's really fun. I like don't care. I'm like fully nudes, like shirtless pictures or like bold, like in there, like briefs or something. Yes, I'm into it. But like when the actual dick is out, I'm like, why? I will say he framed this very <laughs> nicely. It was a mirror selfie and he had his blender bottle in front of it. His his <laughs> Boba Fett blender bottle. It's big Star Wars. It was hilarious. I was like, this is... Uh, yeah. i to start Googling for size comparison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really get dick pics from my spouse because we live together. Right. See it whenever you want. Yeah. It would be honestly surprising in a good way if I was like, I don't know, at my work desk, he went to like the restroom and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I, there's a penis here. Or wait a minute, <laughs> we, you went to the 7-Eleven. Why am I getting a dick pic? <laughs> <laughs> he goes out just to have like a fresh background. <laughs> Keep it spicy. Now, 
I would enjoy receiving dick pics if they were like hilarious. Like if you just like Google funny dick pics, like this is one of my favorite things to do is just like send them to people randomly, like a dick with like sunglasses on it. And like one, I found this one picture on my phone. That's a dick that has like a jacket. It looks like macho man, Randy Savage, but it's a dick. Like Now if I got random ones of those, that would make my day. I would think that was incredible. <laughs> Girl. All right. So let me introduce you to dictures. <laughs> there is an artist out there. She literally calls them dictures where she dresses up penises to make them look like Vladimir Putin. Great. It's so festive. I love it. There's a dinosaur dick pic. <laughs> I had a friend that did that for a while who was also like a sex worker. And she would, she would do that with dick pics that she got. She would like draw a little... Uh, I think my favorite one was a gnome. <laughs> she drew just one was a gnome. So there was funny. a Santa Claus one. Yeah, it's definitely art. <laughs> it is art. Okay, wait, first off, I never fully introduced you, I realize. So, <laughs> no, not really. Audience, we have Meredith Jacqueline, a comedian as well as fantastic Twitterer and adult model. <laughs> so you have a fantastic body. If people have not seen it, head to her Twitter. <laughs> I just followed, <laughs> can confirm. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> it's a constant work in progress. <laughs> By the way, I have to ask because I saw like months ago that you had liposuction. I did. And I've always wanted to have it and wanted to ask someone who's had it. Yeah. So it's been like almost a year. I didn't have very much and I only had it in my back. It was kind of like partially for comfort, like my love handle kind of area and like lower back. It was like a problem area for me that like, no matter how much weight I would lose or diet and exercise, it was just like a pocket that I could not do anything about it. And it was kind of giving me back pain. And so she kind of like scooped out my lower back a little bit. So it's like really just like in my like low back waist area. But so I have like a really a small waist, more of an hourglass shape. It's really minor, like it's only noticeable really like the difference to people who know me really well and like have seen me in person a bunch of times, but it made a big difference for me. And it was also the first time I've ever gotten any sort of plastic surgery. So I was kind of like nervous because I, there's some other things that I want to get done, but it was like, well, this would be like a good, just see how I feel about it. You know, how the recovery is, how I like it. And um, I'm really happy with it. My surgeon is incredible. Sheila Nazarian, she's Beverly Hills. She has a show on Netflix. Oh, cool. That's how you know you have a good one. <laughs> yeah. Her her entire aesthetic too is like extremely natural looking. Like she doesn't do great big breast implants. She doesn't do huge BBLs. Like everything is very like modest and to fit your body. And she's a woman. She's great. And so I felt like so comfortable in her hands. I know a girl that just got a really bad BBL. And I was mm, like, I saw it on Twitter and I was like, Oh, I was like, oh, I don't want to know how much money you paid for that. That is unfortunate. BBL? Brazilian butt lift. Basically, oh. they do liposuction from one area of your body and fat transfer to your butt. So it's your own fat. It's not an implant or anything. And I mean, I live in Los Angeles, so fake butt Everywhere. city. Yeah. Tons of fake asses. And I was just in Miami not too long ago. Even oh, more fake yeah. asses. Miami is like even worse for that, for sure. And the aesthetic, mm -hmm. the specific aesthetic in Miami is like fake. Yes. Like they want it to look fake. And so like, if that's what you're going for, cool. Like that's great. That's just like not for me personally. Any work I have done, I want it to look incredibly natural. natural yeah. So I could lie about it if I need to. Same. <laughs> 
this one just didn't like fit her frame at all because she's like not a big girl. Like she's like physically like pretty skinny. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just looks like two soccer balls just like glued in there. Yeah. It's like, oh. When they look like a bug's life. Yes. Like. That's what- <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, I was like, oh, this is like so like, I don't mean to snark. Everyone's body is beautiful. But I know. holy shit, why did you do that? Like that was... Oh boy. You know, I'm also like full on that. Like it is your body and your choice. And if you like the way you look, then that's literally all that matters. But sometimes with some of those extreme procedures, I'm like, are you happy with the outcome? Like, (laughs) you know? So I guess we should switch it from like your body, your choice to your body. And are you sure that's a good choice? (laughs) Right. Right. And like, are you going to be happy with that choice? Like long-term? Cause what people don't realize about plastic surgery and they think that like, oh, it's like the easy way out or whatever. Absolutely nothing about it is easy. Liposuction. If you don't exercise and maintain your diet and stuff, the fat comes back. Damn it. You can't just like do nothing. Um, the recovery is like a process. You have to wear um, like co- compression garment all the time for like a month and a half. And then half of the time for like another month and a half. Like it's not a simple yeah. in and out thing. You're going under anesthesia. It's major, major surgery. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry. You've convinced me that maybe I need to try diet and exercise. Okay. <laughs> that is the biggest fucking bummer of it. Cause I was like, I still got to work out. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> What was the point? <laughs> yeah, there's days when I'm like, oh, it'd be really nice to have like bigger titties. Like that would be cool for me. But then I also remember that like I'm squeamish about like changing a Band-Aid. So probably not right. a good route for me to go. I don't yeah. think I can handle the drainage. Like even the word drainage bums me out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's... Oh, like my dog had surgery and like she had the bandage on it and it was like on her leg and it was like starting to come off. And I literally called the vet. I was like, what do I do? What do, I do? She's like, just take it <laughs> off. I was like, is that okay? Are you sure? What if it hurts? I was like, she's like, has the bandage like flopping. I was like, and I was like, I'm not trying to be a bad dog owner. I'm like legitimately so worried about hurting. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's not a glamorous no. like recovery at all. It's- gross, you know, but I was really happy with it. And now that I know kind of the whole process, I'm more comfortable getting more in the future. You know, it's funny, like with the like fake boob debate, I have naturally like double D boobs and I am constantly like, I wish I had like a modest B cup and like no curves so I could wear clothes off the rack all the time. Grass is always greener. I am not wearing a bra right now. I almost never wear one. I did just recently invest in like six new actual like bras. I don't think I've bought bras mm-hmm. in probably like outside of like four porn. And those aren't real bras. Those right. are made of like cardboard. They're terrible. Right. They're not comfortable. I have a ton of lingerie, lingerie. but I'm like. Yeah. I will only wear that if it's like an emergency and I like have to go out to a dinner and I don't have anything to like wear under, especially if it's like tan or something like then I'm like, okay. Mm. And then I regret it the whole night. Cause they're like pinched. Um, but I finally did buy some like regular bras, like push up bras. And then I went and did a stand up set and was like, look at my titties guys. I'm wearing a bra for once. Everyone congratulate me. I'm growing up. Um, might've gotten bigger in the last like couple of months, which is kind of cool for me. I like that. I like refuse to wear bras half the time, but I will wear like a tight shirt so that it kind of holds yep. them in place or like 
uh, something that has like a shelf in it or like right now I'm wearing a sports bra, but like I very rarely am wearing like a normal ass cups and wires bra because like they're oppressive. Oh, they're the worst. When I used to work in an office, I always wore a bra the second a pandemic hit. I mean, I'm also a 32A, so slam some band-aids on that and I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, like you could get away with it. Like it's not that big of a deal. I'm like a very comfortable C, which I feel like fits pretty good. But I've noticed because I just like turned 27 and I noticed they've gotten like a little bit bigger, a little fuller and they've like Mm -hmm. dropped a little bit, but in like a nice way, not in like a saggy way. They're like more rounding. I I'm digging okay. it. I'm like I'm like all right, cool. Like glad that this is <laughs> happening. I was worried I was gonna start aging and gaining weight in not so good places. So thank you, <laughs> genetics, mom and dad. Yeah, I I'm very lucky. I gain and lose weight incredibly evenly, and I my boobs will stay huge no matter what size I am. Like I was like an A cup, and then suddenly when I went to college, I like was overnight had like D boobs, but I was like a size zero. It was fucking awesome. And I'm angry that I did not start sex work sooner because I would have been, I'd be retired. I'd be on the mall in the Maldives on a yacht right now. Like (laughs) it's such a hot bod. You just be like me and Malkova, like castle life. (laughs) Right. You know, Lana Rhodes, who's like fixing up some foreclosure in Chicago, I think, which is so funny that they went in like completely opposite directions on that. <laughs> Hilarious. But I know I was reading an interview with her about doing like, um, cause she was doing like campaigns for Fashion Nova, I think. Mm-hmm. And was like one of the is first, she? she was, yeah. She was like one of the first like porn stars, sex workers to like get like a mainstream social media mm-hmm. campaign, like backing or whatever. Um, and it was for Fashion Nova. And I was reading this because, like, I didn't really know her. when I, Like, we we ran into each other, but we weren't, like, friends. I was reading this. It was a really interesting article, actually. She's, like, in Chicago, like, tearing out carpet and shit. And she's like, yeah, I, like, my dad taught me, like, you buy a foreclosure. And, like, she's like, flips houses. I'm like, all right. Fucking, so like, not the person I would expect to do that at all. That's so smart. I mean. Yeah, it's super smart. That's something really funny. I get asked all the time. And it's such a, like, dumb, condescending question. And it's literally only men that ask that are like, oh, you're doing great on OnlyFans, whatever, like, well, like, are you saving? Are you investing? And I'm like, I have a college degree. Yes. <laughs> are you kidding? Like, I have an IRA. Like, what? I? why do you think? It's so funny. It's like people assume that just because, like, our money comes from sex, we must be fucking stupid. And sex workers are literally the smartest people ever. <laughs> we need to start asking those questions. Same people, comedians and uh, guys who invest in crypto. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you saving? Do you have a Roth IRA? Right, right. I actually yeah, don't exactly. think we need to ask guys that invest in crypto just because I don't think we need to talk to no. guys that invest in crypto. I don't want to talk to them anymore. I'm like, they can just go to whatever cesspool corner of Reddit <laughs> And stay far away from me and the parts of Reddit I like. This guy that I have had a huge crush on for a long time, he has made a lot of money on crypto. But he's not obnoxious about it and he's never like pushed it. So I can appreciate that. He's a very like, this is what I'm doing, but I, whatever. Very fair. I like purposely (laughs) tweeted the other day about how I think it's really dumb to simp for Elon Musk. And I did it on purpose so that a bunch of guys would simp for Elon Musk. (laughs) I'd be like, do you see how dumb you sound? Like, do you? Right. You, like, he doesn't care about you. He doesn't you. care. You know that, right? He's out there with his, like, apartheid money launching yeah, rockets and his, shit. He doesn't need you. His emerald, apartheid emerald money. Yeah. Like, he does not care about you. 
fucking his weird wife. Like, you know. Oh, my gosh. So weird. I was at, um, oh, you'll appreciate this because you're also a comedian. I was at uh, Improv. I was going up and Donald Rawlings was hosting it. And he starts mm-hmm. talking about hanging out with Elon Musk and Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle Ugh. and Grimes. And he's like, and then Grimes gave us all COVID. And I'm like, really? Like, imagine being in a room with Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, Donald Rawlings, and Dave Chappelle, and you're the one that gets blamed for giving everybody COVID. God. Like, comedy <laughs> might hate women. Oh, it hates women <laughs> in such levels that, like, I don't even know... I, like it's so deep and goes so far like it's unbelievable oh it's crazy I, <laughs> I love continuing to piss male comics off <laughs> and make them angry um they're mostly just mad because they're they're broke oh yeah and because Joe, Joe Rogan doesn't care about yeah. them you know but <laughs> they hate to see women that's win. consistent yeah, <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. to everybody that moved to Austin <laughs> that's my hometown I grew up in Austin I moved to LA from Austin five years ago and all these people moving there because Joe Rogan moved there. I was like, first of all, he moved to Lake Travis, which is the richest part of town, opening his comedy club out there in the like rich white people part of town. He's not, you're not getting stage time there. I'm sorry. Austin's always had a great comedy scene. Like there are a lot of really awesome comics in LA that I've known since Austin, but it's like all of these people who move there thinking like, libertarian bullshit like thinking like that's where they're gonna make it and that's like the place to be and oh also thinking like it's texas like it's cheap to live there blah blah blah. austin is expensive as fuck austin is (laughs) every bit as expensive as la it's it is not any cheaper like i because people are asking me too my dad lived in austin for a while and i'm sure you got those questions too especially being from there last year when everyone was moving People kept being mm-hmm. like, literally people call me and be like, are you moving to Austin? And I was like, fuck no. Like, No. Like there's way less places to hike. I mean, you have way more places to go when you're in LA. There actually is really good hiking in Austin. Okay. Austin's got nightlife down. You can literally walk everywhere, everyone's bar. And there is a ton of outdoorsy shit to do. I love Austin. I think it's an incredible place. It's just not large enough for the influx of people. No. There's nowhere for them to go. It's not built for the traffic. Yeah. No, not at all. It's expensive. Their traffic is worse than LA. It is because it's like the river runs right through the middle of the city. So to get over it, there's only, you know, a finite number of bridges. You can't make a bridge wider. It's also really humid. Every time I would go visit my dad, yeah. like there's all this sagebrush. And so I would get terrible allergies. Uh-huh. Like I'd literally just be like, eyes watering, makeup running, yeah. like my hair would poof all the way up. I was like, I fucking hate it. Like, it's a cool city. It is a cool city. I like to yeah. visit. Um, it does. It's a lot. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Nashville, Alice. It's a... Uh, yeah, it's very, very similar, similar to Nashville. In that, like, it's, it's really fun. But yeah, definitely don't want to move there. And um, definitely feel like there's uh, more oxygen in the LA comedy scene since certain people have left. Oh, yeah. And the other thing with Austin is like, what Austin is now is not Austin. It's miniature Los Angeles. Like the last time I went back was like a year and a half ago. And I was like, I don't even fucking recognize this place. Like half my favorite bars and stuff have closed. I tell people now it's like a much smaller Los Angeles with no beach and worse weather. Oh, and the same prices. And yeah, because my rent, when I moved five years ago, the apartment I had then my rent plus utilities because you pay through the nose for like your electric bill because yeah. air conditioning, you have to run it all the time. 
was probably like the same as the apartment that I lived in here in Santa Monica until like a few months ago. (laughs) And Texas has one of like the oldest energy grids like in the country. That's why they had such a problem with the snow. And yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. It's also weird. I'm sure you can relate to this because like I grew up outside of Denver and it's very much the same thing where it's like really, really gentrified. And like Mm -hmm. going back to the city that you grew up in and seeing like all your favorite places are gone. It's so expensive. You can't afford to live there. Because the other thing is too, when I left Denver and people asked me about it, because they're like, oh, isn't it so much more expensive to live in Los Angeles? I was like, first of all, no. My sister and I, my sister was living in Denver. I was living here in Hollywood and we were paying about the same in rent for, and I didn't have a roommate. Yeah. And so I was like, no, it's about the same. And also like, there's so many more opportunities in a big city. Like LA is like the second or third biggest city in the country. It's so much easier to, because I have like toyed with the idea of getting a normie job like on the side. Mm -hmm. And like when I was living in Denver, because I also have degrees and I could not get an entry level job, even an internship to save my fucking life. Mm -hmm. And I just toyed around about like a year ago being like, well, maybe I'll get like a social media job or something. And I think I applied to like five jobs and I had five interviews like right then because there's so many jobs here. Austin is great with like for tech and startups and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's so saturated and there's so many people. It's next to one of my girlfriends has a degree and experience and everything. And has been trying going on interviews, trying to get a job for like ages in Austin. And it's just, it's not what people think yeah. it is. I will always love it. It'll always be my hometown. I love going back to visit. I miss my friends and everything, but like, it's just kind of at this point, I'm like, I live at the beach now. So huh, I'm, I'm good. Fine. By the way, speaking of LA, so I was able to speak with my spouse and I'm doing this. Uh, so Meredith, you don't know this because it's the first time we're meeting, um, <laughs> but I'm doing this road trip around the United States for the next two years where it's a different city every month. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's fun. I'm right now in Kansas City. I've been in okay. Nashville, three different cities in Florida, Savannah, Atlanta. It's been great, but... I've been able to talk to my spouse and we realized a month in LA might be too short. So we're going to do two months in LA. Um, I, yeah, I would say a month in LA is too short when you're doing it like that. Cause it's so big because also there's like LA and then there's Malibu and you can go down to Orange County and then there's take a little cruise out to Joshua tree. Like exactly. there's so much in like a, you know, a drivable distance. And I have so many, you know, friends and people yeah. I know out there that mm-hmm. I would hate to try squeezing that into three, four weekends. So, yeah. yay! yay! Yeah. That will be later this year. That'll be so fun. Yeah. And everything, um, California is like, and at least LA is like set to be like fully open by like the end of June. Yeah. yeah. So. June 15th. Woohoo. Seeing which I, I am going to the Billboard Music Awards this weekend. I had to send in all my vaccination paperwork this morning. Awesome. Um, it was That's so fun. I know. It was so fun. My friend was going and he was like, Do you want to be my plus one? And I was like, Absolutely, I do. Um, but it's been a trip because, like, there's like this online portal. We had to like submit our vaccination, like pictures of our vaccine cards. I felt like I was like signing up for a porno site. I was like, here's, here's my ID, here's the front and back. Your ID, everything. Yeah, like it was like all of this stuff and then like it wasn't working and then they're like, call us back and then we like literally just got a confirmation like a couple hours ago with like the dress code and everything. But yeah, LA is definitely opening back up and it feels really, mm-hmm. really good. I know. It feels amazing. Like, <laughs> so happy. So happy. And also we made it. Like, I feel like if you could survive this last year in LA, like you can make it here. Yeah. Like LA and New York, like if you were able to like make it and not leave, not have to like move 
back home or wherever, like you did it. You you hung in there. There's going to be so much stage time. Uh, right. I'm like, y'all can stay in Austin. Maybe even I'll get more like shows that way. Like, So I know we've been talking about guys that, you know, like we wouldn't simp for, but like we need to talk about this one guy that I would simp for, Seth MacFarlane, because oh we reviewed... Family guy porn today. <laughs> yeah. I am such a Seth MacFarlane simp. He's like probably my top five like celebrity sex list. Absolutely. Really? I find him so attractive. Top three. I find him so incredibly non-sexual <laughs> in every way. <laughs> like I see him and he's like, that's a, a man, I guess. <laughs> no part of me that has any sense of arousal. Oh my God. A thousand ways to die in the West when he's dressed up like the cowboy. <laughs> I was like, mm. I just think he looks like an adult baby. I don't know. (laughs) For me, it's he's a 47-year-old comedy nerd, science supporter, you know, executive producer of Cosmos, avid atheist, loves Star Trek Next Gen as much as I do to the point that he created his own version of it, the Orville. And I kind of notice he's into blondes, so Seth, call me. He also loves magic. (laughs) He, like, loves magic and magicians. So, like, a lot of my friends in L.A. are magicians for whatever reason. Like boner killer for me. uh, He hires... Like when he has parties, because he used to, at least pre-COVID, he would throw like huge house parties at his house and he would hire like a bunch of magicians, like five or six people to just walk around the party and like do close-up magic. Close-up magic. And so a bunch (laughs) of my friends have like worked at Seth MacFarlane's parties and apparently he's awesome and super, super nice and pays really well and like tips really well. And he just like is like a little kid delighted by magic. Yeah, he seems like a cool ass dude. So I've never considered having more than one husband, but... <laughs> Seth, I'm willing to make an exception. Come on. <laughs> if anybody could do polygamy, Alice, it would be you. I think you could I think you could handle it. I think so. I think I could deal with two husbands. Yeah. This is this is for me. This is the lifestyle I was born to have. <laughs> I feel like I like would absolutely thrive with like multiple boyfriends, but they none of them are allowed to date anybody else but me. They all have to be loyal to me. That's, that's all. <laughs> Like, no, no, no. You're my boyfriend and I'm single. That's how this works. That's actually honestly like kind of how I operate anyway. So (laughs) I genuinely don't think I'm that kind of person. I do think I would thrive in a sister wives sort of scenario. I've thought this out a lot. I'm really good at division of labor. (laughs) I'm very good at like splitting up tasks. I get along well with most of the people and I look really cute in those prairie dresses with the braids. I look so cute. <laughs> like, and also... I look like a linebacker. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah. I looked into converting for a while, but it turns out it's a closed society. Like, you can't actually join. And I don't think that they would want me anymore anyways, because, you know, my butthole's all over the internet. So I feel like... Oh, yeah. I feel that like would the, probably... Yeah. That would nix me from that. But I mean, I think they could use some fresh blood. Like, they are kind of known for being incredibly inbred. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, adapt or die, guys. Yeah. <laughs> if there's any fundamentalist Mormons listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Meredith, if someone has never watched Family Guy, which I mean, it's been around for gosh, how many seasons at this point? I wrote it down even. First of all, when I lost my virginity, which was 18 years ago, the guy put on Family Guy afterward. So just my freshman year of college, like right after I turned 18. So it's been on at least that long. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I like, 
<laughs> it was one of those like okay, we were in college, like in a dorm, like you know, like <laughs> oh, this is fine. Like <laughs> he handed me near enough ice. That was cool. I guess it could be worse. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What's the worst thing a guy can put on after sex? Like worst TV show you could tune into. Or like a Holocaust. Holocaust yeah, like Schindler's <laughs> List. Schindler's List. <laughs> Wait, wasn't that a... Um, it's a Seinfeld a episode Seinfeld. where he's making out with his girlfriend during show, <laughs> yeah, and then he has to go back with his parents because they're sitting behind him and they're like, Jerry, how could you do that? And then they make him go back to watch Schindler's List sitting with them and pay attention the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a conversation about that movie with like a drunk guy the other night. I was at a party and he was like, wait a second. Schindler's the good guy? <laughs> yeah, oh, dude. Like, <laughs> what do you think this movie's about? Like, <laughs> if Schindler's making a list of people to send to the gas chamber, that's a very short movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god! Did I ever tell you guys about my first kiss? No, I don't think I've heard no. the story. Oh gosh! So I had my first kiss and first makeout session in the same scenario, but it was to a movie I didn't expect doing that too which was the pursuit of happiness oh wow not a good makeup movie (laughs) no (laughs) it's not a good makeup movie (laughs) i had my first kiss in a borders bookstore so i'm also old because those haven't existed in a long time uh in the harry potter section because i was a really cool 14 year old and i lost my virginity to uh frank sinatra was playing I like saying I lost my virginity to Frank Sinatra because it implies that I was fucking some Frank Sinatra. <laughs> but actually, it was just on Spotify. It was a third cousin. Uh, Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews Band. Okay, that's a great... I fucking love Dave. It was Crash Into Me. He put that on. Solid. And uh, yeah, Solid. after he took me to see 8 Mile in the <gasps> theater. Okay, that's like... We've discussed okay. this on the podcast before. That is like a sexual fantasy of mine. Yeah. I love that we movie. Saw, it was right at the end of finals week and like half the like kids had gone and left for like winter break because my birthday's in December and we were like a couple of few of the only people back on campus and we <laughs> we went um we had a couple smeared off ices and then we went to see eight mile in the theater was sneaking in like another one and um then we went back to his dorm and he put on crash into me <laughs> and he did crash right into me. <laughs> Hey, you notice how, like, we never fuck to music anymore? No. Well, now because I start listening to it too much and, like, I want to sing along and I'm like, oh, That is quite possibly (laughs) the most early 2000s sexual experience I have ever heard. Peak early 2000s white people. Yes. Yes. Specifically. Hold on. I got to put on the soundtrack to The Dark Knight. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, Let me put on the soundtrack to Bodyguard. Hold up. Or or Garden State. <laughs> Garden State. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, <laughs> man. I feel like artsy kids lost their virginity to like, they watched like Royal Tenenbaums afterwards. That's <laughs> oh, like <God>. the... <laughs> I started making out with a guy one time, like this is horrific, but like we weren't paying attention to the TV, but I had Law & Order SVU on. And like we weren't paying attention when we start making out because we were like talking. And then I realized at some point it was like they're solving a gruesome rape and murder. (laughs) I feel that this is not 
appropriate makeout like viewing. We need to change this. That would just turn me on more. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I don't know. I was like, oh, this is not okay. We gotta, we gotta change. I this. would fuck someone while they were doing an iced tea impression for Dirty Talk. You mean I would say, fuck someone for bringing me an penis? iced tea? It's in your vagina? Yeah, ice. I do. <laughs> Man, that's messed up. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's network television and they can't swear. (laughs) Oh oh my God. Is exactly how he would say it. (laughs) I have a weird thing for Munch on that show. I find Munch very attractive. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's a conspiracy. I just, I don't know. I just, I think he's so like. (laughs) clever and like quick it's really cool He's very cool yeah i went to the same college <laughs> as um elliot stabler or uh, chris maloney oh, really? yeah and he's like known for uh. he comes back to the college all the time like for like guest speakers and stuff like he's always there i guess he's cool as very shit. cool but you would just see it's chris maloney awesome. like hanging out on the quad just like while i like saw him a couple of times while i was in school i would oh yeah. my god his act like his ass. his ass is out of control. Ridiculous. It's that one so where he's good. like leaning into the bay or whatever. And you just see it. That, yeah. that looks like a Brazilian butt lift. I know. Just like he has no business. Who gave him the right to be that caked up? Like who tailored who those God. pants? <laughs> right? Like they knew what they were doing. <laughs> God bless the costume designer. <laughs> right. <laughs> so family guy. Family guy. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I know. So first impressions, got to be honest. So before we even dive into this porn, I mean, I'm going to just already tell y'all, I fucking love this shit. (laughs) Absolutely dead on Peter impression. Oh my God, it was so good. I was like shocked. I, when he starts talking, I was like, holy shit. This is great. Like, like Anthony Rosano, like I've seen him in a number of parody porns. Holy fuck. Nails Peter. Aurora Snow is Lois. Like I didn't even think twice. Jennifer White is Bonnie. Yeah. Tick Delaware, which great porn name. Joe. <laughs> which we're going <laughs> to so talk about the Joe Bonnie scene. But holy shit. Like I texted Leroy after this, like the guy who, ma- yeah. who wrote and directed this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I love this so much. James Dean is the perfect quagmire for a lot of for reasons. a lot of reasons. Yeah, but unfortunately, <laughs> being friends with James Dean is exactly like that scene. I think he's literally been like, "What's your favorite dinosaur? Did we just become best friends?" I've literally heard him say that. God, so I literally um don't know who any porn star ever <laughs> is. Like until I watched like that, I didn't know what James Dean looked like. I've never because I don't really watch porn. Yeah. That's or fine. if I do as amateur, I much prefer amateur than to, yeah. you know, studio porn. But yeah, really couldn't tell you. People ask me all the time. They're like, oh, my friend so-and-so, and it'll be some like famous ass porn yeah. star. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know who that is. Even when people <laughs> ask me, and I know most people, but like porn has such a high turnover rate. I feel like people don't know yeah, that. And also like, true. if you're a performer in Miami, I don't know you. I've never worked in Miami. I don't right. even know a lot of people that work in Vegas. Like porn is so weird because you're almost in like a class of people. It's like a generational mm-hmm. thing. So like, I know the people that I started with and I know the people that were like big when I was starting and in that like three gotcha. year span, I know those people, but yeah, people will do that to me all the time in LA too. Like, Oh, my friends is porn star. And I'll sometimes I'll be like, Oh, that name sounds familiar, but nine out of 10 times I'd have no idea who they are. Yeah. 
I'll say that too. Like, yeah, well, that name sounds familiar, but it'll be some name that like is such a generic porn star name that I'm like, yeah, right. sure. I'm sure I know Dixie, whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, honestly, the only like porn stars that I would recognize or like know who they are are people I'm like mutuals with on yeah. Twitter, like that I've met yeah. because of Twitter and not because of like watching porn or consuming porn in any other way. Um, and then of course, like household names like Ron Jeremy, which we had in this porn. Yeah. People who are like Ron Jeremy, Jenna Jameson, you know yeah. what I mean? Like people like that, that like you had to go to the Megaplex and get a DVD. Yeah, yeah. I did, by the way, love how they worked Ron Jeremy in. That was it's so like, funny. <laughs> did that it was like horrifying yeah. <laughs> i had a nightmare where the house is overrun by hedgehogs and it was fucking ron Jer- oh my god i did crack up laughing at that i was like that's a great description of ron the Jer- writing was so good in this too because it really <laughs> did read like a spec script for an episode of family like in terms of just the the it time because it's that really specific seth mcfarlane kind of humor and like it was, there was a few lines like when Cleveland says like, I'm doing my own thing. It involves masturbating a bottle of lube and a box of Oreos. And I was like, first of all, <laughs> I've always identified with Cleveland as a character. <laughs> While watching the show. I like the Cleveland show a lot. Um, I was like, I've never identified with him more than this. <laughs> they also taste good dunked in milk like white women. Yes, Cleveland. <laughs> it's, no, yeah. the Like the joke. Mm-hmm. The and like the callbacks mm-hmm. or like the uh like how if it was a regular Family Guy episode they would do like a um cutaway uh-huh. yes they were so great so great <laughs> by so the funny. way Peter's question at the bar was such a Peter question like Selma hike but she has a penis Jay Leno but he has a vagina but it's like yes. what you would expect it look to look like his boobs right. are what <laughs> you would expect them to look like. Oh yeah, his only yeah. has one boob, but it's ten years older than the rest of her. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it was so good. Which is still like I would still go all out for Selma Hayek. Yeah, I would go oh, yeah. all out for Selma Hayek with like a ten-year-older boob and a penis. Like, yeah. Yes, yeah. Like honestly, to me, that's like the perfect man. Way over Jay Leno. <laughs> like, let me say, like, way. way I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. cigars. I don't really think I could fuck Jay Leno. That would just be. No. Oh my god. I can't imagine doing that. No. Like I'm trying to think of like the dollar amount, like amount of money it would take for me to fuck Jay Leno and it would have to be a lot. It would have to be one of his classic cars. He would have to give me one of like the really and I would have to get to pick. Yeah. That I could then sell for exorbitant amounts of money. Oh, I think I would keep it because he does have a really cool car collection. That's like the only thing I actually like about Jay Leno. <laughs> I don't give one fuck about cars. I would sell it for the cash. I don't even own a car. I hate him. <laughs> My problem is I'm still stuck on Jay Leno's boobs. I still think they have the same chin as him. I know that's not physically possible. Like his nipples are like cleft. Yeah. His man cleavage is just like giant a giant chin. cleft chin. <laughs> oh my God. I also think it's kind of funny because like, I feel like Jay Leno also does have some meat up there. Yeah. He's got a solid like small beef. Yeah. So like when they were describing that, I was like, <laughs> okay, this isn't even like a, I feel like you're just describing yeah, they look like you'd expect them to. <laughs> I have an image in my head of what Jay Leno's boobs look like. Moobs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I will, I give him credit for ending the comedy store strike in the 70s. Yeah. That, that is, I, I feel like that is the one thing that we can all, good work on that. Excellent acting. Because right. that car didn't really hit him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just falls <laughs> to the ground. He's like, 
<laughs> so, guys. Speaking of cutaways, all right. I have to say, I also love the cutaway where they went to Two and a Half X Men, the TV show. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And it's Tommy Best. <laughs> Why can't you clean up like a real person? That's hurtful. <laughs> it's just a thing people say. Wolverine, I'm off to go bank storm now. His like penis like whips out as a razor. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is exactly what I would expect Wolverine's penis to be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It would be dangerous. Yeah. But still fuck Hugh Jackman like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like Wolverine is like unbearably hot. But I feel like if you had sex with him, you would die. Yeah. But you know what? Would still risk it. Kind of worth it, you know? (laughs) I really want to see an X-Men movie where they cross over into the Edward Scissorhands universe and find out that they were (laughs) separated at birth. (laughs) They're like... This is so much harder. And then they, they come together and it's claw and scissors. It's like, brother... (laughs) (laughs) it's more like brother (laughs) and then they get locked and they get stuck and then (laughs) you need like wd-40 to get them apart (laughs) i have to say though i also did love that they called back to obvious references in family guy like there's a chicken that peter fights with and has on multiple occasions yeah he said something about bird and word i was like is he gonna do it are they gonna play the song they didn't play the song but he did choke the chicken know, but he did, did choke, choke the, chicken. the chicken yeah uh they did have an excellent parody of the intro song as well in the beginning yeah i always appreciate when they re uh redo the theme song yeah it was good that yeah. they put a lot of work into that it's, i can appreciate all of that by the way we've only described the first five minutes I know. I know. <laughs> well, okay. I will say the intro of this porn was the longest part. Yes. Right. It was the majority of it because once you got past that and it was like the individual scenes, it was like two seconds of dialogue and then fucking, which obviously that's the yeah. point of watching porn. But the meat of like the parody part and like why it was yeah. like so funny was the whole like long intro. I was kind of bummed out that they didn't go back to the clam and have like a recap. I, I like, I checked at the very end of it. I like checked it a couple of times to be like, did I miss this? Cause it seemed like they should have gone back and all been like, Oh, so good. Yeah. Tied it together, wrapped it up and been like, we did it. <laughs> you know? High five. And then I like some kind of like hilarious issue about quagmire fucking mag yeah they're they're definitely that should have been addressed yes that should have been addressed like peter getting furious about it or you know something did quagmire fuck meg in the real one i feel like he did in the cartoon there was like an episode where it was like she turned 18 and then they were like like texting and stuff like he was like texting her like he was like a teenager (laughs) and then they went on like a date i don't know if Oh, he was about to have sex with her at his cabin. And then Peter and Lois like realized that's where he was taking her. So they like stopped it. And they were like, no, you can't. Like, you're not ready. I will say that of all of the Seth MacFarlane projects, I watch Family Guy the least. And I watch it the least because I get really bummed out by how they treat Meg. 
It like really bums me out. I don't like it. Like I actually more of an American dad, Stan. See, I'm not a big American dad. I didn't couldn't get into I it. I just because Meg much. is like always such a pathetic character. And like on the flip side, American dad, Haley, I find hilarious. Mm-hmm. The reason that is, the reason Meg's such a pathetic character is because they didn't know how to write for a teenage girl. I could see that. Mm. Yeah. Like they've said that multiple times. They're like, yeah, no idea. No one here is a teenage girl. Which is weird because Haley is really good. Like she's a like very yeah. good teenage girl. Not, I mean, not a good, she's awful. Right, but right. like as far as she's written, I definitely know girls like that. I can't stand them either, right. which I find very funny. I think it's funny, like some more of the later like season stuff, like little random Meg things where it's like, she's like fucking the mayor <laughs> and like little random shit where like they, there was like one thing that it, the episode wasn't even about her or anything. And like, it was like Brian and Stewie, like see her with Adam West out somewhere or whatever. And she's like, yeah, we're still doing this. <laughs> her just like secret life I think is hilarious because they never dive into it, but it's always like some weird fucking thing. <laughs> Yeah, there was no Brian in it either. Would have been a little difficult. Well, there was the chicken. If you do the chicken, yeah. Brian could have made a cameo. If they were really doing it true to form, it would have been Brian trying to fuck Lois the yeah. whole time. Like, pumping her leg. Like, I, Yeah, I feel like you could have had a guy come in in a, in a dog suit during right. the Peter and Lois scene and hump her leg. Like, that would have been very funny to me. Yeah, that would have been so funny. I just felt like that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. There could have been one slight improvement. Like, I get why you can't have Stewie in it. I get that. That's And Chris, because both Chris. Chris and Stewie are underage. Yes. So, like, obviously. Yeah. Let's just dive into some of these, you know, lines before the sex scenes, because they weren't full scenes. So you had first Cleveland and Donna. And I had to write down what Cleveland wrote because I'm still staring at it in awe. I'm Big Papa and you're my little Kim. It's like that rap saga, except there's no Suge Knight murdering that obviously gay rapper. <laughs> Which, who? I Maybe I'm like not cool. I don't know. But never once have I heard obviously gay when describing Biggie. I assume Tupac? Or no, Biggie, you're right. You're Lil right. Kim. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Kim. But if we were in a competition between who may or may not be bi-curious, I would also go with Tupac. Oh, yeah. Tupac for, for sure. sure. Yeah. 100%. Between, yeah. So interesting line. Very funny. I liked the hat. It the was hat funny. was great. Yes. I just want to be with you, Donna. I was going to say which like popular rapper in the 90s has experimented with men before. I would 100% say Tupac over Biggie. Absolutely. Right? I just want to. You know, he and Madonna had some weird ass orgies with someone else, like other people. Like, come on. Damn. But I could see out of convenience, you know, on the show how she like boned Quagmire. I mean, he was just there across the street. Yeah. Sweetener gives you cancer, Donna. I don't like cancer. <laughs> which it doesn't no it doesn't. sorry it doesn't all right uh, cleveland you would have known if you'd done a little <laughs> bit more research more than like two seconds yeah i don't think there's anything indicative about the cleveland character to suggest that he is a research heavy i don't think no. cleveland has a subscription to jstor i don't think he's what one would consider an academic he's a student of life to be fair i don't think any of them are really an academic except for Quagmire. <laughs> he is pretty smart. <laughs> He's a fucking pilot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Honestly, I haven't even thought about that. Like how smart or not smart do you have to be to be a pilot? Pretty smart. It's competitive. I would hope very smart because it's, you know, 
I only know this because my dad very briefly wanted to be a pilot when he was very young, like going into mm. college because um, my grandfather was a pilot. And he also wanted to five lanes, um, you know, whatevs, because I'm sure there was some unresolved <laughs> issues there. But uh, he said he looked and the, I mean, he lived in Canada at the time. But he was like, there was two jobs for pilots, like in the whole country. Wow. I mean, that was a long time ago, but he did say that it's it's pretty. I saw that hard to get your pilot's license, but it is quite a lot to be a commercial pilot. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend who I've known him since college. God, I guess I was like 20. He was like in his like 24 or so. And he had his pilot's license at like 24 and had a plane. Um, I never went up in the plane, but now he's like a pretty, he's like very successful in the radio world and stuff. He's like a really awesome guy, but he still has a plane and as a pilot and like flies his private plane and like takes his like family on vacation on his fucking plane. And he flies it. Was this in Austin? He lived in Austin at the time, yeah. but now he's in Chicago. Because that's very common in Austin that um, a very. lot of people fly. One of my dad's good yes. friends has a plane and we went up in it and we flew from like Austin out to like Port Aransas, like just for the day. Yeah. Because Texas is so big common. that if you have one of those, and I think his is like a timeshare. He like shares it with like a couple other guys. They all own it jointly, mm -hmm. but you can literally just hop in and like go out to the coast for the afternoon and then go back. And he let me fly it, which was fucking terrifying. <laughs> I didn't God, want yeah. to. I was like sitting in the front and he's like, okay, like you can take the controls. And I was like, I really don't want to do this. Like I really, I do not like, I'm already, I was scared to even go on this. This was not my idea. Like I, I don't want to just, he's like, all right, well I seated them. So here's the thing, pull it. And then I kept like dipping it. Cause if you push in or pull out, like mm -hmm. if you push in, you go down and you pull out, you go up. And I kept like pushing it down. He's like, you keep diving. I was like, I'm trying to see where I'm going. He's like, what are you trying to see? Right. Cause you're like, like we're in the this. sky. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I only did it for like 10 minutes and then he took it back over. But I can say I fly, I fly on a plane. Small planes are terrifying. Very scary. So I Googled it. Uh, it's fairly easy to, you know, start learning how to fly a plane. However, a pilot needs at least 250 hours to earn a commercial pilot's license. Yeah. Slightly harder just because of the hours. Yes. Although you need yeah. a lot to get, you can get your pilot's license when you're 14. Which is yeah, very interesting. to get it like a, yeah. which is terrifying. I, uh, you can't drive a car, but you can fly, fly a plane. fucking plane. I asked someone about this one time because I also, I went to school with a girl whose dad was very into it and she got her pilot's license when she was 14. And I did ask and um, he was like, oh, it's because there's no traffic. Yeah, I mean, you can't drink and drive, but you can drink and fly, yeah. <laughs> fair, that's fair. I hit on my pilot one time. I don't ever fly Southwest ever anymore, but this is like, four years ago. And I was coming back from Vegas to LAX quick flight. And I was sitting in the very front, like the very first mm -hmm. like aisle seat. And I saw the pilot get on and it was this like young, sexy, hot ass dude with like a sleeve tattoos. And I was like, excuse the fuck out of me. He was so hot. And it was like such a short flight. And like, I was like drunk on the plane because I was leaving Vegas. Of course. And so, and I got like another drink, like my friend and I were there and I was like, dude, this pilot is so fucking sexy. <laughs> so I wrote on a napkin, my name and phone number. I was like, and what seat I was sitting in. <laughs> and uh, I had, when we were getting off the plane, I handed it to the flight attendant. I was like, will you give this to the pilot that was sitting on the left, the one with the tattoos? And she was like, okay, I got you. She gave it to me. He texted me. <laughs> But he was like, oh, I have a girlfriend, whatever. He was like, but you're really cute. And I was kind of like, okay, well, what do you mean by have a girlfriend? 
Like, is it serious? Are you guys, because you have to be, you're on the road a lot, right? Like, you must be gone. Are you open? Is it what? And uh, How do we, we define this? Like, we, like, texted off, like, here and there sometimes, but never, like, hung out or met up or anything. But I hope he's doing well. I think I, I don't even remember what his name is. I think I just have him saved in my phone as Pilot Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I never even look at the pilot. I'm usually drunk by the time I get on the plane. So I just, I was like, eh, sleep mask yeah. on. I am from now on, now that the pandemic is over, uh, when I do have to go to Vegas, I'm just doing jet suite from now on. What is that? So it's this really cool thing where you fly out of Burbank and they basically um, sell out extra seats on private jets. So instead Whoa, of having to fly okay. commercial and like they're extra seats. So all of the comedians use it when they're playing in Vegas because it's like Got 150 it, it's bucks. Really it's not easy. it's not really more than a regular ticket. And you can just, you literally are on like a small private plane with like drink service and like, like a nice like jet. Um, yeah. And it's, and I love flying That's out of Burbank because it's way more convenient. Yeah. It's Jet Suite, S-U-I-T-E. Yeah. Somebody else told me about it that is an entertainment because yeah, all the comedians use it. I know a lot of porn stars use it. Um, That's how Kanye West met Greg Lansky, by the way, Alice. Wow. Wait, what? That's how Kanye met Greg Lansky. Was on oh, that's a jet suite cool. flight. Mm-hmm, yeah. I feel like I've heard of it and I just didn't know what it yeah. was. I, know I live like where Santa Monica meets Venice. So I'm so close to LAX. Yeah. So that's why I always fly out of there. But for that, I would fly out of Burbank. Like, By the way, so for anyone who doesn't have TSA pre or has considered it, um, get global entry and stuff TSA pre-check. Because re- you get both. Exactly. Yeah. And most people don't realize that because the website doesn't clearly state that, mm-hmm. which it should, U.S. government. Yeah, my TSA pre is about to expire, so I'm just going to do global entry. Yeah, and uh, so people know the price. Uh, guys, it's 100 bucks. It covers you for five years, I want to say. Years. Yeah, five years. Mm-hmm. You get TSA pre, so if you travel domestically, if you travel internationally, you know those long customs lines when you get back into the country yeah you skip them yeah global entry is fucking awesome if you travel internationally a lot like one of my girlfriends is from the uk and she has it and so it's so great because you don't have to fucking deal with customs and you come back good to know i've never had either but i have been told many times i need to get them so yeah it's yeah and then like both of them like when you're going through security you have like a separate line that's way faster Mm -hmm. and you don't have to take your electronics out you don't have to take your shoes off you don't have to go through a body scanner you just go through a metal detector it's like basically tsa pre-check gives you like pre-9-11 airport rules exactly I could use that because I'm really bad at putting my shoes back on afterwards and I always feel like I'm running around like a chicken without its head (laughs) you feel like you have to like get undressed and then completely get redressed like in the like area I do kind of like it when I'm like wearing like a tight tank top and I take everything off and then I'm like, yeah, guys, I'm hot. I know it's five o'clock in the morning, but I dress like a slut at the airport. Like I'm in like skin tight Lululemon whenever I'm at the airport, just like went up. <laughs> Maybe I'll meet a, a man on a plane. I have met a man on a plane before. I've never met a man on a plane, but I've definitely got to look at TSA pre because what will happen for me is I will throw sex toys into my carry-on, not thinking because I'm a last-minute packer. Oh, yeah. And what will happen is because I now have a dog, I have to check my bag in, and I never used to do that, but... You know, then I'll have like, oh, a small purse or something. And the few times I've ever had a bag and I go through TSA pre with it, there will always be a sex toy. There will always be some cable that triggers the (laughs) alarm. What will end up happening is it'll be seven in the morning. They will open and see 
like five, six massive dongs in their face. (laughs) My favorite, though, was when I was traveling to Vegas at one point, there was a, gosh, it was seven in the morning. A TSA pre-woman took out my Hitachi and started Mm. waving it around like she was an Italian chef. Oh, my God. I feel like that's so unnecessary and, like, disrespectful and, like... I would pull a Karen and be like, can I speak to your supervisor? That's not cool. Well, here's where I got really concerned because I don't think she knew it was a Hitachi. In all seriousness, Uh. yeah, because she's said take out all your electronics and i was at like in tsa pre i was like this makes no sense i'm like maybe she's new whatever so i took out my laptop goes through and she's like ma'am i said take out all your electronics opens it up takes out the hitachi i see all her co-workers (laughs) start backing away and holding back laughter right like I mean, what exactly do you mean by electronic? I'm pretty sure they say anything bigger than like an iPad, iPad and up. Which a Hitachi, it doesn't qualify. No, it doesn't qualify at all. I asked if I had to take my like Nintendo Switch out and they were like, no, that's fine. Yeah, like I don't have to take a curling iron yeah. out. Yeah, I would. It's like the size of a large curling iron. Curling iron. Yeah. Or like blow dryer. Yeah, like. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, I shouldn't have had to take that out, but it definitely came no. out in front of a several children. God, well. Oh, my only bad one is that I used to have, I mean, I still have it, but like my go-to purse for a while was this vintage Vietnam era ammo bag. It's for like large capacity magazines, but it makes oh a God. great purse. And it was like really cute. I'm kind of like a vintage person. So I loved it. And it's like waterproof and small. It's great to travel with. Unless you're going through the airport, because then they ask you a lot of questions about what, oh yeah, like what is in here. I'm Why like, you're carrying an ammo, my bag. wallet and uh, some cigarettes. That's what's in there. Like it's uh, <laughs> it's not. I promise that's decommissioned. Oh my god. So going back to the porn for a second, I would have much to say about the Meg Quagmire scene, other than like I'm so happy for her that she was wearing glasses when he came on her. <laughs> he does like to do I that. That's a thing. I was going to text him before this actually and be like, is your favorite dinosaur actually a velociraptor? Because I don't think it is. I feel like it's a triceratops and I'm pretty sure we've had that conversation, but I'm not sure. But I I think it is. But he definitely (laughs) does ask you who your favorite dinosaur is. He's uh, that's very much that kind of person. I want to talk about the Joe and Bonnie scene. Because for me, I couldn't stop laughing. I, I've watched this three times at this point. <laughs> so Bonnie and Joe, Joe, if you don't know, he is a paraplegic and he's also a cop. And he starts by trying to seduce Bonnie by saying, I caught a cannibalistic mass murderer capturing homeless people and eating their skins. Reminded <laughs> me how hungry I am for your touch. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> taking their tongues out and having sex with them. Also, how? <laughs> yeah, why would you remove the tongue? That's kind of, that's what colors the bottom teeth. I feel like that's kind of the point. I would take out the teeth. I mean, if I was a cannibalistic serial killer that wanted to have sex with dead I'd bodies, take out the teeth. I would take out the teeth. For sure. Plus dental records. Come on. Right. This person never had sex to an SVU episode. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. We never said he was a successful cannibalistic serial killer. Fair. He, he did got get caught. caught. 
is the thing. He did get so, popped. Yeah. So yeah. if any cannibalistic serial killers are out there, these are just some things to think about, I guess. It's the target right. audience for this uh, podcast. It's uh, <laughs> fundamentalist Mormons and uh, cannibalistic serial killers. That's our two target audiences. <laughs> so TikTok, great. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Whose legs aren't paralyzed? That's right. Mine are. Okay, so let's explain the scene. We're now okay. We need to explain the scene. This. So okay, so Joe is on the bed, and Bonnie is like under him with his legs on her shoulders, and she's making him run so he can feel his strong legs. <laughs> That's right. Make me kick. Now I'm in the mood. Get some. Uh. <laughs> And then, okay, I did not watch the sex scene of this because I fast forward through the sex scenes when we watch these to the plot. Same, um, yeah. But uh, does he get to use his legs at all in the scene? Because that would have broken the fourth wall for me. I It didn't look like it. Yeah. So I'm going to give him an A plus for continuity. Or like pelvic thrusting only. No reverse cowgirl. I fast forwarded through the sex part. Yeah, that was the one where I was like, I almost watched the sex scene. I ran out of time, but I almost watched the sex scene because I was, as soon as they established that, I was like, are they going to let him use his legs? Because also having been a porn performer, working with a guy who can't use his legs, not because he was a paraplegic, but in VR porn, if you don't know this, they can't use their legs at all. Oh, because it would like fuck up the simulation, whatever. If, uh, yeah. So like the whole thing with VR porn is that even when you get their pants off, I was, I did a lot of VR porn for this reason. Cause I'm very good at this and it's a skill, but you basically have to get your hands under his butt and then you like grab his pants and pop him up a little bit, like with your, and then pull his pants down. And it has to be like one motion. It's hard. I mean, that sounds really hard. Like the first, especially because the dude's usually quite a bit bigger than you or me, at least I'm very small. Right. And so like, you really have to. So when I saw that, I was like, I wonder if they're going to use like VR rules for this scene. And then I felt <laughs> bad for the girl that was body. I was like, oh, I was like, you have to work so hard today. I feel though, like that's like a skill set that you've definitely developed. If you've either done VR porn, you can now fuck paraplegics. Or if you've fucked paraplegics, you can now do VR porn. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've only done VR porn. Um, not because I'm like ableist. I just don't know any paraplegics. Oh my God, maybe I am. I don't have a diverse friend group. I matched with this guy on Hinge who was paraplegic and he was really fucking funny. And also like one of his Hinge prompts, like all of his Hinge prompts were the funniest fucking thing I've ever read. He was in a wheelchair. And the first thing is like, like one thing I'll never do again. He said, dive into a pool. <laughs> Cause that's how he could be paralyzed. I was like, holy fuck. And then another thing was like, um, one thing that surprises people about me. And he said, it works. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, you're so funny. Okay. It's so <laughs> random that this is coming up today because literally last night I could not sleep and I ended up reading Greg Abbott's Facebook or Wikipedia page. Oh, because God, Texas, yeah. Greg Abbott is the governor of Texas, in case you don't know that. he They yeah. just passed an incredibly... Awful. He's an awful dude. Terrible fucking human being. Yeah. He is in a wheelchair, Horrible. but I don't know how much that contributes. He seems like he was a terrible person for that. Oh no, he's always been. A and he's always person. been awful. Um, a tree fell on him when he was running. Yeah, yeah. A tree. Fucking if the tree had him. been like a few inches further, like, women in Texas could still get abortions. So, god damn it. <laughs> it's like hilarious that that's how he got paralyzed because he's such a bad person. Like I would feel terrible if it was a good person, but literally. But yeah, So here's the thing. Fun. Here's the fucking rub on this is that he gets settlements from the insurance company 
they health insurance mm-hmm. every month. He gets like $14,000 a month for being paralyzed. Yeah. And he sued to change the law in Texas to cap those kind of payments at $250,000, which means he would have been capped ages ago, but he grandfathered himself in. That's how big of a piece of shit Greg Abbott is. He's literally the worst kind of human being. Worst fucking human being. I wish that tree had been a few inches further. Yeah. I wish it had just been a little sturdier, a little little heavier, (laughs) just really just fucking taking it off. Can, yeah, yeah. I hope he wheels his wheelchair off a cliff. Yeah. But I started wondering. I was like, maybe, because that could explain some of this uh, irrational hatred of women <laughs> if it doesn't work anymore. So if I ever do end up at a town hall meeting in mm-hmm. Austin and I do get called on, my first question will be, Governor Abbott, does it does work? It work? <laughs> because you don't work for the people. <laughs> but I could understand why you're angry. Yes. <laughs> Terrible. I was like, hate reading this at like three o'clock in the morning. I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I'm going to go plant some trees in Greg Abbott's name. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Alice, we should do that. <laughs> oh my God. We should totally make this a new thing. If anyone could make a charitable like fun foundation to do this, it would yes. be Alice. Let's just all plant trees. In Alice, Greg we got to get on this. This is a, a blockbuster idea. We would plant so many trees. Oh my trees. God. I, okay. I'm gonna tweet about it. I'm gonna tweet oh. about it and, and be like, "Look, remember how a tree paralyzed Greg Abbott? How about we all just plant trees in his honor all right. over the country?" And it'll offset <laughs> some of the carbon emissions he is responsible for by being backed by Exxon Mobil. Fucking exactly. Dweeb. And honestly, for bringing more humans into this world, yeah, we gotta fucking counterbalance that shit. Gotta offset. <laughs> right. All right, let me look into what it takes to plant some fucking trees and not have to do it personally because I am not good with dirt. That has to be a thing. There has to be. Manual labor or anything, but definitely there's like a thing. You can sponsor a tree or I don't know, whatever. Exactly. I will sponsor the biggest, baddest fucking tree. The the fucking like, what are those big ass trees? Redwoods. Redwoods. (laughs) I will plant redwoods across this country. (laughs) Oh my god. There will never be a Greg Abbott again, I promise you. Because if a fucking <laughs> yeah, they'll do the they'll finish the job. Next sequoia time. just boom. Hulks. Hulks. We are gonna wind up on a government. Oh, yeah. If we aren't already. <laughs> I mean I'm probably already on there, one. There's but, a you good know. chance. Now it's just confirmed. Don't worry. <laughs> it's just like three more minutes at TSA. Right. <laughs> hey, all we said was we wanted to plant some trees, okay? Look, we just want to help the environment. Yeah. In a lot of ways. <laughs> some of us care about soil erosion in Texas. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. So this last sex scene, Peter and Lois, which... Honestly, makes sense. It was the last one because we all wanted the Peter Lois sex scene to happen. Right. The opening to that was definitely what, not what I expected. When Peter says to Lois, remember that movie Waterworld came out? It was a big flop. What percentage of newspaper reviews had the headline, Kevin Costner, all wet with Waterworld? I don't know, 45? Was that the <laughs> important that- question you wanted to ask me? Yes, but I also want to ask- it's so random. Like, what? 
And that is such a Peter question to it ask, is. though. Like, that would exactly, exactly happen in a family. And it guy would episode. be important to him. <laughs> yeah, but I want to have sex with your vaginal place again. You and I both know what these wedding rings mean. Two things. Number one, if I say I'm sorry, I get to put my wang back in your beef. Two, they give us magical transforming superpowers that allow us to have spit a space monkey named Gleek. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I wish wedding rings really did do that. That'd be a cool extra bonus. That'd be like pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Tax credit and a space monkey. All right, I'll consider monogamy. <laughs> you know what? There's nothing that says you can't write that into your wedding vows. That's true, you know but what? I would have That's to acquire true. a space monkey. And it, it imp- was implied in the movie that you just get one. Mm, so yeah. I, it's more of a like it's just like a, a guarantee yeah it seems like I could just get my own sex monkey and care sex monkey yeah. space monkey not a sex monkey space monkey no different thing not mm, I don't want to yeah. have sex with the monkey I just think it would be cute if it had a little jetpack I'm just saying you don't have to prove that the space monkey exists you know like you don't have to prove you own an NFT or like a star is actually named after you Hey, we are getting closer, though, because, you know, we have proved UFOs are real. Oh, well, I mean, I have been firmly on that train forever. Did you guys see this this week? I feel like they've like the government has said it like several times in the last year. Been like, yeah, UFOs are 100 yeah. percent real. But the entire world has been so busy, that shit fucking crazy that we've just kind of glazed, glazed over it. We've been like, not now. Any other CIA. year, this would be headline. We're it was, busy. I think this was on like 60 <laughs> Minutes this week. Yeah, it's like, uh, okay, guys, we have a lot else yeah. going on. Can we get to this later? Like, literally yeah, a year after, because I think they announced it last summer, that they're like, yeah, we don't know what these are. And then like it was literally on 60 Minutes this week where they were like, yeah. <laughs> no conversation. Yeah. There's been no discourse <laughs> because there's just a lot going on. <laughs> but to be clear... We said they're, you know, UFOs. We don't know if they're aliens. They still could be Jewish space lasers. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, if the government wants to see something that can go from zero to 60,000 miles an hour in less than six seconds, you should just watch my dog chase a bird because right. my three-legged yeah. dog going like, after a bird, boom. That's what that is. <laughs> or like a toddler with something they're not supposed to have. They get like... PCP strength and like <laughs> the technology is there. Yeah. Someone's got it. Someone's got it. <laughs> oh, if you're listening to this aliens, we would love to have you on the show. That is our three target demographics for the show. It is aliens. Mormon fundamentalists, cannibalistic serial killers and aliens. And aliens. So, I would also accept Lindsay Lohan or Morrissey because, you know, apparently yes. uh, oh the same God. person. Yeah. Like Morrissey. <laughs> she used to be so attractive. She just looks like Morrissey with it. I thought it was really yeah. funny too because this was definitely the same era in which James Dean was doing that movie with Lindsay Lohan. So I do feel like they kind of put that joke in on purpose. What movie? Oh, uh, the Canyons. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. It's awful. It's. I never saw it. But nobody I've saw it. it. It's awful. But yeah, he. it was like the height of Lindsay Lohan coke binge. I think she still had mm. most of her finger. I don't think, I think this was pre her losing her finger. Wait, um, she lost yeah. a finger? In like a jet skiing accident in Greece. Yeah, it was like half of a finger. Like half a of finger. a finger. I think it's like to the knuckle here or something. I'm going to Greece later this summer and I'm <gasps> devastated that her beach club is no longer. Oh, it's closed? I didn't know it was closed. Oh, no. I think it closed like, a, I mean, I don't think it was open for yeah. very long. 
R.I.P. Um, her beach club. Like before COVID, like a year before COVID, I feel like someone told me that it like was no more. But I don't know. Um, because that's all that I want in making a Lohan Beach Club. <laughs> Wasn't there a show? I wanted to go to that too. Well, mm-hmm. she had like God, there were there was this whole series of interviews, maybe like a couple of years yeah. ago, where she had some weird ass accent. And it was like, I don't whatever. Okay. I feel like there was a reality show about the beach club. There was, yeah. I think so. On like E. Yes, I didn't watch it, but I remember yeah. there being because it seemed like right, she was really gonna turn it around there for a second and be like a successful business yeah. person. And then you it know, didn't happen. honestly, like celebrities like her and, and of that era, like young mm-hmm. women of that era, were literally treated so yeah. horrifically by the media that and I'm guilty of making the same kind of jokes mm-hmm. about Lindsay Brittany Paris, like you know, in 2007 or whatever. And it's so like, we look back and you're like, oh no, actually these were just young women thrown into this life that they couldn't handle and like forced to do so much and treated so horrifically by the industry. And then everybody made fun of them, which is so mean. Um, Like the tabloid culture of the time, the way like Perez Hilton used to be, the way like all of those things, the mean, like just super mean, mean, you know, as, time has gone on and everything is kind of like realized like, holy shit, like we have all failed these people. These are human beings. This is, this is like an 18 year old girl. Like this is a child, Yeah, you know, that we just like bullied relentlessly. But Hey, Brittany gets to speak at trial. I think that's coming up really I know, soon. I'm, I'm super so excited. Thrilled. Yeah. yeah. So big Brittany. Free fan. Brittany for sure. Free Brittany. Come on, Brit. This is now a free Brittany podcast. This is a free Brittany podcast. It's the other Democrat. There is. Yeah, yeah. Um, we really appeal to everyone. There's something here in the show for everyone. Yeah, Babs Gray and someone else, they run a Free Britney podcast, like a whole Britney Spears podcast. And it's like their Instagram, it's like Britney's Graham yeah. or something that they give all the updates. Like, it's great. Fingers crossed for you, Brit. Mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't want a conservatorship. I do think if I had that much money, I would want someone else to handle most of it. Well, I mean, that's yeah. what a financial advisor exactly. is for. Yeah, like yeah. I, like I have someone yeah. that helps with the money, you know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not anybody like, that's like a normal thing for anybody mm-hmm. who, who amasses any sort of wealth, yeah. like should have. Oh, so I shouldn't be entrusting Dane Cook with my money. <laughs> no, well, no. He'd be low on my list. Pretty, yeah. Okay, He'd be low so, on my list, even if comedians to trust with my money, and that's a very <laughs> yeah. low list. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of other people's careers that I would trust before I, I trusted a comedian <laughs> right, with my money. Yeah. We are notoriously lousy with it. Yeah, it's all just hookers and blow. So much. Well, if you are a crypto <laughs> TikToker, I am looking for a new financial advisor. <laughs> <laughs> that's called step up, right? Right. <laughs> so that said, uh, the end of this porn was fantastic. I don't know if you guys saw, but Peter Cumming, uh, the way he did it was in Family Guy. Peter ha- does this thing whenever he gets injured. It's just like, <sighs> oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch yeah, I that watch part because I, I fast-forwarded through the sex part. Oh, no, it's hysterical. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so funny part. Uh, watch Peter come. It's great. Anthony Rosano, uh, Chef's Kiss. 
He was an excellent Peter. He like, was an excellent Peter. Great job. Like, yeah. so funny. Just spot on. Really committed to it. Do you think they gave him, like, a pregnancy stomach? Or what do you think they gave him to blow up his stomach? I, like probably. Because yeah. it was obviously, you yeah. know, fake. I feel like if anyone could figure this out, it'd be the special effects team at Wood Rocket and Leroy Myers. Because yeah. he uh, is the master of... The, the special effects makeup they do for some of these is so crazy. I mean, it's so legit. On a lot, not this one so much because it's not quite as elaborate, but like uh-huh. some of them are just, I mean, it's like Hollywood level special right. effects, which is so <laughs> cool. I, I really do think he has like the coolest job on the planet. I've, I've said this to him on multiple occasions. I will still never not laugh at when I was talking to one of the guys who was in the um, 10 inch mutant ninja turtle uh, parody. Okay. So again, sounds amazing the story is amazing the costumes are amazing uh one of the guys didn't have like mouth holes to breathe properly out of (laughs) oh Oh my god (laughs) i have heard from like everyone that works for them and does these kinds of of pornos that they are incredibly physically taxing i mean i'm sure the the costumes are really difficult to work with i've I've heard you definitely earn your money on those sets but people love to do them because they are so fun i never got to do one i I did a porno parody i never got to do one for uh leroy or for wood rocket which always kind of bummed me out i did betty and veronica xxx like archie comics yeah but that's the only one i think i ever did by the way, Meredith, where can our listeners find you? This has been so fucking this is awesome. A really good episode. <laughs> um, okay, so on Twitter and OnlyFans, I'm the Meredith, M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H. I've been in and out of Instagram jail for a while. I keep getting disabled, but my boring Instagram that is still um, available is actually Meredith. And then uh, I also have a podcast called Like a Virgin. Like a Virgin podcast on Instagram. Um, it's on all streaming platforms. My co-host, Mateen Stewart, we're both comics and we talk to our guests about how they lost their virginity and how they learned about sex and all that stuff. And so it's been really like such a great broad range of guests and conversations because sometimes that's not a funny story. Sometimes it's a traumatic story. And we've had people of, you know, all different races and sexual orientations. Today, we actually just um, recorded an episode with uh, Zachary Zane, who is a bisexual man. And so it's a really great show. We're in like our like mid second season right now. So um, yeah, those are all the places to find me. (laughs) Guys, I will link to that in the show notes as much as I can, because I've noticed that Apple now apparently does this thing where they're hiding links. Oh, weird. Oh, yeah. Gross, Apple. Thanks. So I'll try like linking out to people and I can't. Um, So I'm trying to find ways around that. But Kate, where can our listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter at the OG Kennedy as in the, the as in the, OG as in original gangster, Kennedy like the dead president. You can find my OnlyFans at theogkennedy.com. You can follow me on Instagram at the PG Kennedy because it's uh, safe for work. Mostly. Uh, <laughs> you can listen to my other podcast, Cam Girl Chronicles, where I interview cam girls from all over the world about their lives and their jobs. You can find that at camgirlpod.com. And yeah, this has been a great episode. It has been fun. You guys can also catch more of the episode over at patreon.com slash two girls on mic. We have the video version, plus we have the whole Patreon episode, which we recorded afterwards, where we're all kind of drunk and <laughs> continuing to drink. So that'll go on for another 15, 20 minutes. We'll see whatever happens. 
But you guys can find me over at Rational Blonde on Twitter. You can find the show at all places at TGM Podcast. I would say maybe on Facebook because I keep getting in Facebook jail. I just, <laughs> I bought another phone just so I could start like posting on an alt on Facebook. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, it's that bad. Yeah, that's been my life on Instagram. I'm pretty good. I don't usually get, I got kicked off Instagram one time and I learned my lesson. I've been deleted from Instagram five times. So I just got kicked off Amazon for a fourth time and I just started a brand new bank, like my fourth. No, is it my fourth? No, it's like my, actually my sixth bank account. Oh my gosh. I started a whole new LLC. Oh my God. My LLC is pen 15. I love it. I can't believe that was available. I got it. I own it. I got kicked off of Instagram two years ago. I had to start over completely. And that one, I have been disabled one, two, three, four times now. Three of those four times has been in the within the last month. Like I'm working on getting it back. Yeah. And like, basically when I get it back, I'm going to have to wipe my entire page. Yeah. Oof, that sucks. I'm sorry. That is not yeah. fun. I got deleted at like 45,000 and it's taken Jesus. me like yeah. a year and a half to get, I'm almost back to 14,000 and it's taken like a year and a half. It takes forever. I was deleted at 150,000 and then I just got disabled, like keep getting disabled over and over again at 80. Do you do links? Are you like linking in your stories? Cause that's a big flag. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. I am, I am following All the, the rules. rules yeah. Cause I know that's what got me taken down. Right. That's, that's what got me taken down. Like one of the yeah. times. And so from then I have been minding my P's and Q's. I am, I don't even say the word only fans. Yeah, I, I barely promote it. I have a link tree that is like from my website. Like yeah, I'm so careful, like super cryptic. And yeah, huh. they have me flagged. They, yeah, they must. That sucks. I'm so sorry, dude. So yeah. we'll talk about this more in a Patreon, but uh, yeah. we're now going <laughs> to take a refill and for all the rest of you, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.